Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized? It feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MinaAF for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Okay, guys. Hope you all had a lovely Monday. I'm recording this a couple days after I am... I've cooled down a little bit, and I think it's good to address you know things as they come up. So this episode is called Trolls and Not the Cute Kind. And this is a hot topic. It's an ongoing debate, you know, social media presence, that whole thing. I don't need to like re- reinvent the wheel and tell you guys all about it. But it's shocking that it's still shocking to me. So if you go to my Instagram account, let me look at the date. This was, it was just a couple days ago, two days ago. But it's a picture of me. If you're watching on YouTube, it's this picture. And I am dirty as hell. I'm in a sports bra. Um, My hair's looking all kinds of which ways. I am cut. I am bruised. And I am so daggone happy. I don't get to work as much with my hands as I would like anymore. And now that we're, you know, slowing down a little bit, I am getting to and I am loving it. I'm installing cabinets again. This particular day, I was at a property that was just trashed. You know, no contractors ever pick up after themselves. So myself and two of the girls on my team had spent all day clearing the lot. I probably cut down 20 junk trees, chopped up said junk trees, made a little fire because you're allowed to burn your own brush on your own property, dug post holes, uh, you know, poured concrete, just did everything all day long. And I was exhausted and also just deliriously happy. I even did a little Insta story on the way home like, y'all, this is just, this is this is why I started. This is what I love doing. I love moving my body. Um, I love being outside. I love working on my properties. So I made this post that said, you know, very simple little, little tag, in my element, hands dirty, well, everything dirty, sweat, crazy hair, and a big ass smile. I love this ish. 
What do y'all need more of in your life? And it was really meant to be this, you know, positive. What 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 identify that thing you need more of? Do you need more alone time? Do you need more time at the nail salon? Do you need more time playing basketball with the boys? Like, what's that thing that you love that you realize you probably just don't get to do as much anymore? And maybe trying to, at the very least, put that into people's brains and, you know, ideally encourage them to go do it once they've identified it. And this was, oh gosh, I don't know, five o'clock in the afternoon. And my husband and I are laying in bed, oh, sometime after nine, you know, nine, 10 o'clock. And he says, man, what you posted today really ruffled some feathers. And I could not, I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, what? Like on my story or what what did I post? And he's like, you don't know what you posted today? I was like, I just, I don't, I don't know what I would have posted that would have ruffled feathers. Like, what's going on? And he's like, you need, you know, get on your Instagram account. And it's this picture of me, dirty and happy after I had worked my butt off all day and had a ball doing it. And it was wild reading through the comments. So, you know, even looking at it now, it's got, you know, 340 comments. We'll go down the rabbit hole with this Sabrina underscore N20. Her comments are uh, wholly different, not, well, kind of about my body, I guess, but more about me as a human and sucking. You know what? Actually, I'm going to address that first. So Sabrina says, oh, and by the way, Sabrina is not her real name, so I'm not like calling anyone out because while I am brave enough and comfortable enough with myself to put my real self out on social media, this Sabrina gal says this is pretty much a Finstagram account. It's not really her. She doesn't have a picture um, and she's going anonymously. So not only is she being a cruddy human and, and unnecessarily just like unkind, she's also not even owning it. Like whatever kind of asshole you are, at least own that you're an asshole. If you don't like me, I'm cool with that. I am not everyone's cup of tea. But if you're not even cool enough with yourself to stand behind what you're saying, I don't have a whole lot of respect for that. So we'll get to the body shaming later. She says, please stop destroying historic homes. Signed, a downtown inner city kid. Please and thank you. P.S. This is the Midwest. Not everyone here has a television show. This is not the West Coast, babe. Um, <laughs> a little confused. Obviously, I have you know a following that is supportive and kind. So a couple people are asking or saying things. You know, they're not destroying homes. She continues, um, yes, they are. I don't know who they is. I don't know if it's like the royal we, like I am all of they. But yes, they are. Gentrification at its finest. If this spoiled ass chick wants luxury, go to Carmel or a Meyer, I think she meant more, affluent area. But coming from a real indie native, it's disgusting and she is superb for effing up this city. And then of course, you know, my lovely husband, has to chime in because he has my back no matter what I do, whether I'm right or wrong. Don't think I was in the wrong here. Um, and and called out, always something with no Facebook picture. What have you done to improve the area? The abandoned crack house looks good to you? Which, while I appreciate his support, um, I have found that people who are making these blanket statements aren't interested in a healthy dialogue where we can talk about facts and feelings around those facts and be reasonable humans. They just want to spew nastiness. 
And when you engage with them, it just gives them another opportunity to spew said nastiness. And I think what my husband meant by crack houses is the gentrification is 100% a hot topic, you guys. There are good sides to it. There are bad sides to it. And I am an easy target to put on gentrification and say gentrification is bad. I am a drop in the bucket for change in Indianapolis. Um, there are so many bigger companies, but they're faceless. They're California investors. They're East Coast investors. They're you know corporations. The city is investing in itself. These are all like you know some of it bad, but a lot of it really, really good. So where I started in Fountain Square. I didn't know that our cultural trail, our biking walking path was getting ready to come straight through this neighborhood. And I happened to be in the right place at the right time working my butt off and was able to take advantage of that huge change. Because when you direct bodies into a new area in this beautiful way with this biking walking trail, that encourages businesses to develop there, residents to go there. Like, why would they build this path to nowhere interesting? Let me go check this out. And that's really what started the boom in Fountain Square. And Fountain Square started as a working class, blue collar neighborhood. It was, you know, that we have a restaurant called the end of the line. It was the end of the trolley line. It's where everyone went when they were done working. They're all modest sized homes. But that's not what it is anymore. And that's not what the neighborhood needed. When the highway came through and chopped these neighborhoods in half, it really displaced a lot of people and kind of took away a lot of the really good community feel that was there. And if you ask anyone from the area, Fountain Square has been, you know, quote unquote, up and coming for 30 years. And there's always been people, you know, fixing up houses or, you know, taking care of their house, moving in, moving out. But when the city really invested money in the neighborhood, then it saw a change. And once you start that change, it's this really fine balance between residents and then commercial businesses supporting each other. And it's a lot of small businesses. I by no means am one to support a giant ass, you know, box home builder coming in. I do not want that in our area. Our area is great. Every home looks different. It's unique. The people that live there are different and unique, which is why I love it. And people see me I think, you know, looping back into how I look or how my life looks on social media, that I'm this easy person to be the bad guy. Like she's, you know, she was raised with a silver spoon in her mouth. She's got all this money. She's coming in and fixing up these houses and we can't afford them. And people don't actually want to know the facts or want to know the truth. So I don't typically get on my soapbox and tell it, but now that I have, you know, because I'm so fancy and I have a podcast now to you guys, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say all the things. And it probably won't change any of the unkind people's minds because they're not interested in their mind being changed. They're just interested in being not happy with whatever the situation is and wanting to be able to blame someone else. And if that happens to me, me I can handle that. But I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I had, you know, a middle-class upbringing, grew up on the west side of Indy, lived in Pike Township, you know, went to public schools until high school. And as soon, even before I could drive, I worked. <laughs> my, my boyfriend's mom, when I was 15, owned uh, a body wrap salon on the west side that was just, it was, I mean, it was tiny, it was dated. But that was my first job. I did body wraps and I hustled it. I was like, I was the best one there. I did the tightest wraps. People requested me. It was great. And then once I could drive, I always had a job as well. I have always worked. I've worked through college. And 
while I definitely had plenty of things to be thankful for, it wasn't the perfect life. I've worked my butt off. I bought my first home out of college with my own money that I had saved. And I've worked for every penny of everything I've ever gotten. And I have a nice house in Fountain Square now. And I am in a position because I've worked so hard, saved my money, invested well, that I can do things that I enjoy, things that help other people. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have different stressors, some big, some small, that we carry around and that really weigh us down. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to have a negative effect on us. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. For me, therapy has been so helpful really learning those positive coping skills and to be the best version of myself. I know myself better and how to set the right boundaries that really work for me. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AF. And my business still doesn't make a ton of money. We aren't tearing down homes and building the giant ones that are selling for, you know, $800,000 in Indy. So I think that's kind of what I get lumped into. It is very purposeful that people will come to us to sell their home that's been in their family for three generations because they know if they say, we'll sell it to you if you promise you won't tear it down, I will live up to that promise. And there are a lot of people that won't. So back to this gal and the, the misunderstanding that I'm hoping I can like help people start clearing because Sabrina Anonymous is not the only one. I'm not saying she's the only one. There's a lot of people who feel this way and feel like I am the face of gentrification and all things bad in indie. So she and my husband are going back on Instagram and really she's just kind of unkind. She says, you know, they were never crack houses, even though a lot of these abandoned homes are uh, used as drug houses or uh, for other nefarious activities. That's what your rural brainless jackasses who roll up in Indy do not understand. Maybe that house was a crack house to you, but maybe that was an elderly couple or a disabled person's home. Now get out of your stuck-up, spoiled, rich boy ways and understand that not every rundown house in Indy must be demolished and thrown some plastic siding on it, and you guys are heroes. Learn something in life. Take a sociology course. Maybe you will learn something about life and society and what you and your brainless wife is doing to this city. Again, anonymous inner city trash. Hashtag don't need a profile pic to check you and gently place you right where you belong, which is not here in Indy. And then proceeds to say that Steve was probably making fun of the homeless people, just showing how brainless and ignorant we are. Do us IPS, which for those of you who don't know, it's Indianapolis Public Schools, kids a favor, and bounce up at this city and worry about y'all's lawsuit from the EPA that was WTHR. I think she means it was on the news. And learn what rules are in state regulations before you start fucking up our homes. Please bounce MFers. And then it goes on and on and on. And it just you know devolves from there. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Um, but I do hope people understand 
uh, there are people who are coming in, throwing big offers at people um, and displacing them from their homes because they can't afford to say no. And that's not what I do or my company does. Um, if that's what I did, we wouldn't focus on this one small area. I would bounce all over town. I would find the best deals. I wouldn't give a hoot about the neighborhood. I wouldn't live in the neighborhood. I pay taxes to the IPS school system. I didn't happen to grow up in the inner city. I grew up about 15 minutes west, so I went to public schools out there. But I get it. It's underfunded. It's neglected. All these things. And I really wish people would be able to focus their energy in a way where they can actually like affect change. You getting onto social media anonymously and just slamming me is your prerogative, 100%. I'm a public figure. I put myself out there. Go ahead and do it. I have thick skin. But what I want people to hopefully understand is across the board, I talk about this in almost every episode, just seek information before you say dumb stuff. And if you don't want to seek the information, just say the dumb stuff to your friend circle because they're probably dumb too and don't know that it's not a cool thing to say or do. And if you educate yourself and you do have a valid point, then take the next step and try to affect change with this information that you know is sensible and right. <laughs> Anywho, Sabrina and Steve went down the rabbit hole. But the first comment he brought to my attention was, so many dang comments about my body, which got, you know, I, I don't read the comments a ton just because it is, it, it's, it, it's trolls um, a lot of the times. There's a lot of people saying very kind things, but you know, you get the one nasty one and that's the one that sticks with you. And so many people took this picture that I posted where I felt so amazing. I felt so amazing. I felt strong. I felt good. I felt happy. I felt in my element and ripped me apart and said things like, you know, I hardly recognize her. She's emaciated. When will people stop abusing their bodies so they look thin? I mean, all this stuff that she looks like she's on drugs or emaciated. I mean, so many comments from people who are saying when other people ask, like, why are you commenting on her body? They're like, oh, well, it's because I'm just concerned. But that's not it. If you were concerned, you would approach it in a different way. You would maybe message me privately and think about this. So this, this one woman says, you know, how many people do you know that died of anorexia because no one said anything? You are all also shaming someone. I have the same concern. So she's saying, I could die because I'm sure, like, people do. People die of anorexia. My question to the people who think they're helping me because they think I'm anorexic or bulimic or whatever it is, do you think throwing out a comment on social media is going to affect change in my life? If I had any of those problems, which I don't, you guys. I am very healthy. I get my blood work done regularly. I work out like crazy. I work outside. Like my biceps are very impressive, you guys. And you can't, you can't live the lifestyle I do, output the energy I do physically um, if I'm not eating or not eating enough or not being healthy. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is think about if I actually did have a problem, if I actually was feeling some kind of way about my body that I needed to change it for other people's approval, which I don't. 
If you guys are new to the podcast, I'm going to give you, or me, not really the podcast, quick rundown. Had two kids, post kids. Uh, I got a tummy tuck. I got implants so I could get my 20-year-old boobs back because I really loved them. They were so cute. And I got lipo in like various places. And then that was all right before COVID. So I'd been doing Orange Theory five days a week forever. And I never felt different. I never like saw a a change in my strength. Um, My cardiovascular health, I think, was better. I I could run and I hate running. So didn't really care about that. But during COVID, when everything shut down, I started lifting at home with my husband and freaking love it. There's no cardio. I lift. People ask me all the time, like, how'd you get in shape? And while it's complicated, it's actually really simple. Like, lift heavy things over and over again. Keep doing it. And then put good things into your body so you have the energy to lift the heavy things over and over again. And that's what I've done. And I've gotten older, you guys. I'm almost 40. My hormones have changed. The way my body processes fat. Like, all these things change throughout your life. And I am smaller than I have been. I, you know, not not smaller than I was in high school or anything, but I'm also 1000% the strongest I've ever been in my life. And I feel great. So for those of you that actually are concerned, please know that none of my, uh, you know, physical transformations have been because of any mental or emotional issues or, you know, that I felt I needed to do something for my husband's approval one of the comments was, she probably thinks she needs to keep doing this so her husband won't stray. And I, <laughs> I mean, just so interesting to me. Again, the things that people let come out of their mouths because they're behind a keyboard or a cell phone. And my husband thought probably the sexiest he ever thought I was was when I was pregnant, which, you know, if you've been pregnant is confusing because you don't feel sexy. I mean, there was probably like a week where I was like, yeah, I'm sexy, but it doesn't last very long. At least for me, it didn't. And he has loved me at every size, weight, life stage, you know, thick and thin, it, it does not matter. He wants me to be happy. If I was 60 pounds heavier and still happy and in shape and enjoying my life and running around with my kids and getting to do the things I want to do, he'd be perfectly fine with that too. But I just, it's it, it's tough how many people ended up commenting on this picture. And you can't even see my whole body. You can see from like my rib cage up and my one arm, which is in the background. So my arm looks even tinier than it actually is in real life. And it's just it's just crazy how people took something that was like pure joy to me and just fucking ruined it. Um, so, you know, let's, let's stop it, people. So I, I screen grabbed some of these comments so I could like could go back to them easier and uh, was scrolling through and back to Sabrina and her Instagram comment argument with my husband. She actually says, you sound like a real ignorant person saying things about me when you have no idea about who I am or how I was raised. Preach, Sabrina. Preach. Thank you. I agree with you. We are on the same page. Look, we found a common ground. Don't make assumptions about people when you have no idea about them or how they were raised. You are making all your assumptions based on uh, what my my TV show. I don't know. Anywho, 
Yes, y'all, I probably did it to myself because I created a platform and I this, that, and the other. It's all so messy. I'd been thinking about a lot of these things before, and I've touched on them before. Um, and you know, even in a most recent episode when I was talking about this show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Like where we draw the line on what's, like on judging each other. And I do think it's important to point out, dudes aren't doing this. Y'all, it's just us ladies doing it to each other. So when you want to get all feminist and saying like, you know, we're being kept down by the men, we are also really not helping each other in, in a lot of arenas. While there are a lot of women supporting other women, from what I see on social media at least, um, there's just so much dang judgment and negativity. And I try to uh, to not you know get sucked into that stuff, but it just happens. And I think the conversation that I ended up having with my husband was it's just tough because you have to be, I don't know, I think you need to be safe. You need to be like a safe zone. So like if you're thin and you've always been thin, like that's okay. Because there, there was a picture that popped up on my Instagram feed. I don't know who it is. It's some model that Hollywood Reporter posted. She's beautiful. She's skinny. She's got abs. She clearly like lifts some weight. But she's teeny tiny. And everyone was like, so-and-so killing it in her string bikini. I'm like, well, why is she killing it? And I'm anorexic and have, you know, eating disorders and I'm worried my husband's going to leave me. It's just people aren't comfortable with change. So this gal has looked that way forever or been that way forever. And the people that have been watching the show for the beginning, I do look different. I'm a different human mentally, emotionally, physically. And even for me, I get it. Like change is not comfortable. It's something, you know, that we all have to to work for. And if you don't want it and someone else is forcing it upon you, that's, you know, it's a problem for a lot of people. And I see it in a lot of good ways. So like when we do renovate a house and, you know, it was the worst one on the block and it has half, you know, it's half burnt down because someone was, you know, squatting in there and started a fire to keep warm and, and, and caught the house on fire in accident or whatever the situation is. Once that house is done and it's beautiful and it's got a yard and it's got a family in it that's maintaining the flower beds, you see that change affect the neighbors, I see in a positive way. They're like, oh, it's not the worst house on the block anymore. Now, mine actually, my yard could use a little love. Maybe I'll put some fresh flowers in. So this other change is spurring more change for good. These are already amazing homeowners that have lived there forever and maybe just needed that little kick in the tush to say, yeah, you know what? I could I could make this look a little more welcoming. I can turn my porch light on because now I'm proud of my flower boxes and my window or you know whatever that is. 
And it's across the board. It's about, you know, changing neighborhoods, changing lives, changing your body, changing your attitude. It's tough for people, particularly people in your circle, because they are used to you being reliably one way. And when you change, it Fs with people, you guys. But do it anyways, because you're doing it for you. You're doing it to me. Oh, my God, I'm getting so preachy. But it's just frustrating. I'm, for all of you who are concerned, for all of you who care, or for all of you who want to keep trolling um, but are listening anyways, I am in a great place mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm also still struggling with a lot of things. My work is really hard. Um, You know, figuring out what my future looks like is hard. You know, I'm going to – do I keep buying houses? What does my life look like? I didn't plan on having – this life that I have. I was just fixing up houses and then this all happened. So when does it end? How does it end? What do I do when it ends? You know, how do I support myself and my family? And because I'm on TV, I'm not any different from any of you guys in so many ways, different in a handful of ways. But I have the same stresses, the same problems, probably more family problems than most of y'all even have. So This is me saying, give everyone grace. Like, stop judging so much. If your friend on the block wants to get a boob job and that makes her happy, say, good for you, girl. Don't say, oh, well, now I feel some kind of way about myself because she got a boob job. And so now I have to find something wrong with her because something has to be wrong for her with her to want to do that. Or something's wrong for me with me for not wanting to do that. I'm probably rambling too much. The point is, This very happy moment that I shared that was just of me, literally no one else was there. I was just happy. The girls had gone. I think they went to get lunch or something. And I was like, this, this is what I miss. And I love it so much. And everyone shit all over it. And that sucked, you guys. And that's also okay because I can handle that sucking. I am, I'm fine with that. But I also have the ability to say, hey guys, that sucked. Um, and I would say it kind of hurt my feelings, but you know, I've, I've got a pretty thick skin at this point. So if y'all need someone to keep being mean to, you can be mean to me. That's fine. I can handle it, but maybe be nicer to the people around you. You're setting an example for your kids. Like, why do you think kids bully? It's because they see us doing it at home. They see us doing it on social media. They see it on the freaking news. Just pay attention Be who you want your kids to be. Be that person. And I think about that all the time. And every day when I send my kid off to school, I say, I love you. You're so handsome. Be kind. Make someone feel good today. And even if he doesn't do any of those things, like that is is the mantra. So all of y'all, like you're all beautiful people. Do good. Be kind. Try to go through your day and end it with making someone else's day a little bit better. And that's my soapbox rant for today. So you know what I think a fun question box submission would be is y'all call in. The link is in the notes, in the show notes. I want to hear your ideas of me. I would say misconceptions, but maybe some of them are accurate. But the things that you think you know about me, but you're like, huh, maybe I don't know. Because unless you have the information, yeah, I guess you'll never know or not. And I am totally down with being like, yes, that that thing you thought about me, that is true. I did do that. Or um, no, that's not true. I, I did not 
get a boob job because I was afraid my husband was going to leave me. Although I have lots of fears in life, some rational, some irrational, that's not one of them. Um, So comment box idea, your thoughts, opinions, conceptions, misconceptions of me. Tap the show notes. The link is there. Thank you guys for listening to my rambling. Be cool to people today, tomorrow, and I will see you all next Tuesday. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.